Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Big Duke here, third member of the legendary group, the Hogsman, and uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it for the podcast and record with you guys. I had a, uh, a clerical error with my soon-to-be-fired travel agent. Uh, she does not listen, and uh, as soon as I get back into town, she's going to be without a job, and uh, I might not be allowed at this airport. Uh, to make a long story short, I got into it with a, a TSA agent uh, because uh, I told her that I had a flight to catch. She said, no, I did not. Words were exchanged, and I think the, the straw that broke the camel's back was I asked her, and I looked her straight in the eye, and I said, hey, hey, Karen, who did you ever beat? Yeah, they, they quickly announced a, a, a code purple flight marshals or whatever you want to call them police they uh, escorted me off the property so uh hell i might not even make next week's episode so uh like i said i will not be there uh i had a long list of uh notes too i had about 17 pages of notes to just bury Devin, and uh took me a good amount of time to remember all the stupid shit he would do on our car rides Mike, I had nothing against, or I had nothing on you, so I couldn't bury you, obviously. But Devin, oh boy, like I said, 17 pages of notes. Uh, but I'll come up with some more for next week, and uh, I will definitely be there. I uh, wish I could, obviously, today. But, uh, oh, as a matter of fact, here they come. I, I better get out of here uh, before I end up in the slammer. Uh, so have a good podcast, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. the moment you've all been waiting for from the land of the rising sun to just north of the border strong style meets street style on this very podcast because you're listening to the Saitama Saint the Osaka Superstar the Mad Titan of Tokyo the American Kaiju and double your pleasure, double your fun. Tonight, you get two Hogsmen for the price of one. The Ombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El Numero Uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. Big Duke, unfortunately, couldn't make it today. Uh, he left us a message. You guys already heard that. He said he'll be here next week, though. And uh, as usual, we're joined by the Lucha Redneck, the silent professional, SoCal's resident redneck, Hunter Freeman. Howdy. And we got producer Ted here. Yeah. He's giving the hand sign, saying what's up. That was a jumping Jeff Farmer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, we have one uh, one guest here today. Uh, you guys may know him in, on the Twitter universe as at Cozy Superkick. I've, I know him as Craig 
Uh, I've known Craig for uh, since I was a kid, like third grade. What up, Craig? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good, good. Uh, anyways, how was everybody's weekend? Actually, I shouldn't even ask that. I was hanging out with you guys all weekend. <laughs> uh, oh, before we get too, too uh, into it, once again, we're drinking beers by our sponsor, 10 Barrel Pub Beer, Cheap Fun Beer. What's up? Um, shout out to them. Thank you, guys. And this weekend, I saw a lot of you guys this weekend. I saw you guys more than my wife. Yeah, this is Valentine's Day weekend, so that means something. I had to do. I did <laughs> especially uh, in my house. I did. Uh, I did Valentine's Day on Thursday night. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. I came here to the school to train and get my new gear, and uh, well, and Friday was gone. Saturday, Sunday was gone. Today, I'm back here at the school, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm in the doghouse. Let me let me put this out there, all you uh, up and coming uh, young wrestlers. Wives only have so much patience. They can be the most supportive person in the world, but there is a time frame yeah. on that. Uh, so good luck with that, guys. You're gonna have to learn how to politic your way out of that one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure it out. Something, um, something's got to come this weekend. I'll, <laughs> I don't know what. And then, of course, this weekend we're wrestling again and. <laughs> Arizona, yeah. that's going to be which a whole ba- day event. So. Which is basically all weekend. I'll sleep in until, you know, noon on Sunday. Great. Yeah. Hunter, Valentine's Day? It was good. Did, good, didn't do too much. Uh, again, I was with you guys all weekend, but luckily I have a supportive girlfriend. She's down for it. Wait, you know, just let me, now, now you just buried me. Hold on. That's not to say that my wife is not supportive. She's very supportive, which is why I was out wrestling all weekend. Well, I'm also She listens say- to the podcast. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> I'm also going to say this. Uh, you've been married to your wife a lot longer than Hunter. And like I said, there's a time frame, frame on support, uh, you know, being supportive. And, uh, if they don't see them big checks start coming in from pro wrestling, (laughs) (laughs) it, uh, really starts hurting that. Yeah. Uh, I just sprinkle in a Japan trip every six years and she's like, Oh, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. Fingers crossed. And then just pull the wool over her eyes, the wool right over her eyes. Craig, what up, man? What's going on? What was up with, uh, Valentine's day? Uh, this is how close I am to Craig. Craig is married to my best friend's younger sister, who was basically like a sister to me. Uh, for me, uh, I grew up with nothing but brothers. Uh, so Craig ended up uh, marrying her. And uh, how was your Valentine's Day with Megan? It was good. It was good. We uh, so we recently adopted a, a son uh, last year, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know things have been pretty busy. But we uh, brought the grandparents over, and they took him for the night, and. And uh, we ended up, you know, going out and having an actual date night, which is pretty rare. Mike and Brenda? Uh, no, no, it was Your my parents? mom. Yeah, my parents. Yeah. Um, but so we ended up sleeping in the next day and went out to brunch, and it was it was glorious, dude. We haven't had anything like that in so long. <clears throat> Quit, sweetheart. Uh, I know what he's saying sounds nice and fun, but trust me, it's just a hassle and a headache, and you would probably be home way too late, and you'd be exhausted the next day. So just pretend like you know normal people. Maybe dinner and a movie, home by 8.30, and then, you know, Netflix and chill, maybe. Who knows? We'll yeah, see. But maybe. just keep that in mind. Don't get your hopes up. Uh, but yeah, Friday, uh, Friday night, Dev and I were booked up in L.A. at Lucha Supply, and it was a, a bitch getting up there. Four-hour drive. Um, traffic up to L.A. is just the worst. We left at 2.45. Time yeah. to get into LA. Uh, six around six. We got to the show. Yeah, we were, we got to the show. What maybe forty five minutes before it started, something like that. 
And we were like, oh, we're going to be the late ones. Because the whole time, we're like, ah, don't worry. It's a Lucha show. Our, our opponents are going to be late. Don't worry about it. And we get there, and we're like, fuck, we're the late ones. No, our, our opponents still didn't show up until the show started. So it was, we were fine. Uh, so here, here's my travel story with Devin uh, getting up there. Remember like the nightmare uh, travel yeah. story the other day? Here's a smaller portion of it. Not as, not as bad as, as what uh, I told uh, on previous podcasts. So Dev and I, we drive my truck up. And of course, before you start heading up, you got to kind of like get your snacks, right? Your road snacks. And, and then we stopped at it. We, we met up at a, a gas station, then went to a park and ride, and then we headed up. Devin is a sunflower seed guy. And this motherfucker eats sunflower seeds like he's fucking Ace Ventura. <laughs> so I'm like, Devin, I better not find one goddamn sunflower seed shell in my truck. He's like, no, I got it. I got it, man. Don't worry. It's fine. He's got his, you know, shopping bag in front of him. Oh, I asked for a bag, right? I'm like, hey, can I get a bag for the seeds? They give me like a straight up giant satchel, like, one like of a plastic jo- giant satchel. And so I'm in the car and this thing is like so stiff because I don't think they ever give out these plastic bags. So it's like sitting upright like a trash can in my lap and I'm like trying to spit seeds in. This it's like one day. of those ones that you got to pay 10 cents for. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. So when, when I go up to L.A., um, I, you know, it's, it's, you just jump on the five and you head up and then usually some, somewhere around, uh, Orange County, I, I turn on my maps cause then you got to start, you know, jumping over freeways and stuff like that. So, and I, I usually do it very well by myself, but I'm like, Hey, you know what? Put I got myself over brother. Keep I, going. I got myself a navigator here. Good old Devin Sparks. The navigator. The navigator. I'm going to add that to the list of names. <laughs> so I go, Devin, go ahead and uh, put this ad- address in and, and let's see what's, you know, how to get there. He sounds so calm and collected, right? That's what a good liar does, right? They start out just out. You believe him for a while. Go ahead, man. So fucking Magellan over here <laughs> is reading his Google maps. Like it's goddamn Thomas guide. And it's like, just follow what the fucking directions on the, on the computer says. And he's like, well, we'll serve, we'll save three minutes over here. If we jump on this way, we'll save one minute over here. Nothing's like a serious, no, it was like five minutes and eight minutes. If it wasn't over five minutes, I didn't bring it up. And here's the thing. It was dead ass bumper to bumper. We weren't moving. I'm like, it was terrible. I go, and every time I cleared it with Mike, I'm like, look, dude, we can get off and take a back road. It's going to save us five minutes or we could sit here. I don't care either way. All right, let's go check it out. So he had a say in this. This isn't like I blindfolded him and took the steering wheel. and was like, let's go, motherfucker. Yeah. So anyways... And then this guy is so uh, caught up in his sunflower seed eating, he, he doesn't look at his phone. And we're supposed to get off, uh, I can't remember what freeway, was it the seven? Yeah, you couldn't remember at the time when I told you two minutes before either. Yeah, well, okay, I was, I was focusing on other things. So I go, hey, Dev, can you, uh, can you check your phone? I got to see how fast this, uh, this exit comes up. And he goes, oh, it's not for a while, man. Oh, it's coming. Up. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> so we passed the exit. No, he's lying. Here we go. No, that's it was the 710. It. it was the 710. We're going to get on the 710. Hey, when's the 710 coming up? It's coming up in two minutes, man. We're going to take the 710. That's nah, what we're getting on. That's a lie. We started getting closer. He's like, is that the 710? Yeah, that is the 710. Oh, shit. I got to get over. I got to get over. Doesn't get all the way over. We miss it. We miss the 710. And I go, we can either take the next exit, which actually says it'll save us five minutes, eight minutes, something like that. Or we can turn around and get right back on the 710. No problem. It's going to be a one-minute delay. So he, again, has the option of choosing. We can save five to eight minutes, or we can make a U-turn, get right back on the 710, no harm, no foul. 
somewhere in the middle lies the truth. Um, four minutes. So, so anyways, we, uh, we passed the exit we have to get off on and, and, uh, Devin just goes, fine, just go to the next one and we'll, we'll U-turn it or something like that. And so we get off on the next exit. I think it was Alameda street or something like that. No idea. And he goes, Oh, you know what? We can get there from here on this street. It's all open too. There's a reason it was open guys. We were in Compton. <laughs> so, and this is like five 30, like traffic, like, and I'm, it was white. dark too. It just, and it, it was just it, got it, dark. It's like, uh, it's like the, uh, remember that movie rain of fire. It was like the magic hour where like, that was like it. Cause I can't see, I have horror. And this is like the huh, worst, man. You can't see miss the exit. And mm. I was driving weird, right? Yeah. Um, very weird. And, uh, so we are, we are going through like, the, like, so by the way, Mike goes from cussing me out for three minutes. What the fuck, dude, you have the map. God damn it. <laughs> so the second we see one car pass us, that's bumping music shuts the fuck up for the next 10 minutes. Quiet as a mouse. Roll them up. <laughs> By the way, both wearing blue shirts. I was wearing a bright ass blue shirt. Jesus. So anyway, we, we ended up making it to the show with perfect amount of time. And, but it was just, uh, it was a hassle getting up there. It took so long. And then I found, uh, one sunflower seed shell in the, in my truck today. And I, I sent a picture of it to, uh, to, uh, to uh, Devin. I could just see him, though, the whole time, just talking around his mouth, just throwing sunflower seeds just in his mouth, just <laughs> chewing it. the whole time. That's basically it. That's basically this it. This motherfucker. Basically it. That's Go it. watch that that uh, scene in Ace Ventura when he's chewing sunflower seeds, and that's what it looked like going up. Uh, anyway, the two of us over the weekend want to combine 6-0. I'm just going we'll to that out We'll get to that. that so we, uh, we, we had a match uh, with... Two uh, luchadors, uh, Vulcan, and then Terra Azteca didn't make it. Oh, I know. they said he wasn't going to make it, and that Vulcan was bringing somebody, and uh, uh, he brought his brother. And I didn't get his brother's work name; I only got his shoot name. It was Abram or something like that. It was, yeah. And he, they were cool. They were cool, man. They're from Tijuana. They uh, they went to high school uh, somewhere in San Diego. Um, thank God they had. Very good English because I have very bad Spanish, and uh, we have El Numero Uno has bad Spanish. I know, believe that. Jesus, uh, but uh, Jesus, sorry. We uh, we had a nice little match. You know, it's not going to knock your dick off, but it was a nice little match, right? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. It was fun. Yeah, that's all that mattered. The yeah. Lucha Crown, so everything was good was, to them. It was, it was a lot of talking. I think we did more talking. Not even the promo. I mean, just in the match, more talking than actual ring work. Yeah, it was more us yelling stuff yeah. and, and doing stupid That's things. Fine. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I hit them up afterwards, uh, Lucha Supply, and thanked them, and they said, oh, we want you guys back. So. Yeah, they said they wanted us back, and they enjoyed it, so I, uh, that's cool. So then we had uh, the long ride home, which was just uh, an hour and 45 minutes. Can you believe that? Ain't Four that a, hours there and an hour 45 minutes. Ain't that a bitch? And then uh, f- Saturday, we were at the Hemp Fest for Level Up Pro Wrestling, and I had a singles match. I was the opener. Dev, you were the main, right? I mean, you don't have to main. say it like that. I can see the envy in your eyes, main but event. yes, I was the main event. Main event. No, there was a battle royal after me. <laughs> that I refused to <laughs> take part of. I refused to do that, too. But uh, I, uh, I had a match with Remy Morgan. He's a student here at Level Up, and... Uh, Hunter, what did I say before I hit the curtain? Six minutes. I said, I'll see you in six minutes. And they just posted the video of our match today. And the time on that 
six and a half minutes, and a lot of it is Roman doing the entrance. So I'm pretty sure it was, I the hit match my mark. itself was four minutes. Four I timed minutes. it in the back. Yeah, four minute match. It was a good match. It was a good four minute match. And on the video, you can hear me calling everything to Rem, to <laughs> Remy. So go ahead and check that match out. I'm like, you can hear everything I'm saying for some reason. For some reason, they're right out. The the, the camera's right up in your business. Yeah. And it's like, can we can we back up a couple feet, please? Yeah. I got to talk to this kid. Or stop shouting. I don't or know. Or stop shouting. Yeah. But there was a lot of like there was airplanes flying over yeah, our heads and all that music. kind of stuff. And then, uh, anyways, yeah, so I had a four-minute match, just four minutes of, of magic. I mean, what can I say, man? What can I say? I know how to I work. mean, I think the tape speaks for itself. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, uh, Hunter had uh, Jordan Cruz. You guys thought it was WrestleMania. We did. Five-star <laughs> match, sir. They went like 20. They thought it was double or nothing. They didn't think it was WrestleMania. They're trying to get their indie shit in. I hit Canadian. I know you did. I was talking to someone. They're like, oh, this is great. You guys, you guys, where do you wrestle and where's the school and blah, blah. When's the next show? And I'm sitting here trying to like talk it up. And I, you go to the outside. I'm like, oh, here you go. He's going to flip in, hit him with a big old boot. You flip in, duck something, give him a Canadian destroyer. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> then I gave him a boot. Then he gave him a boot. Yeah, he got up from that. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> Don't oversell that Canadian, brother. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, uh, I mean, if, you, if the battle royale was the main, you're the semi main, right? Right. Yeah. No, I uh, I was the semi main. I unbeknownst to me, this whole time, I think, what a great honor. Thank you, B boy. I'm so blessed to be here. I did, you know, I did a little seminar beforehand for the boys so they could get their shit in and and learn from the best. And then as soon as the match is over, they're like, "Oh, this is gonna be a battle royal." I'm like, "This is the first I've heard of it." So uh, Hunter's like the first guy in the ring, and uh, he's like, "I'm coming for you, motherfucker! I'm coming for you." I turn over to, was it a uh, guy was wrestling? Chuck. Chuck. Chuck, Chuck was, Mercer. That's his wrestling name, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm like, Chuck, throw me the fuck out. <laughs> he grabs me before everyone else gets in the ring and chucks me out. After the end. Just, after you just beat Chuck. After I just go, beat Chuck. Chuck, uh, go ahead and throw me out, bud. <laughs> so this, the storyline of, uh, of Devin's match on Saturday was pin attempts. <laughs> this guy would, would not give up on a pin attempt. <laughs> it was so funny. I was your biggest fan. I was cheering for you the whole time, just giving you words Hunter of encouragement. Too. Yeah, but he kind of like he's not know. a hogsman. Yeah, exactly. He's like a piglet. Yeah, I was so. laughing at you more than anything because your tramp stamp. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, should we cover that? Uh, yeah, Fucking Dev a. got to show off his new gear. Whoa, this is guys. This is a big deal. I got two new sets of gear. They're fucking phenomenal, and they go above my belly button. So now I, I'm a body guy. Devin I'm a body a, guy, guys. Dev, I am a fucking body guy. It covers the gut, the whole thing, and I look like I work out. I look like I diet. I look like I can fucking go toe-to-toe with anyone. And I figured this out, too, on the second show. The more I cover up, the better. So I put, I had the elbow pad on. I had wrist tape on. I think next time, honestly, I'm going to wear a full arm, uh, like the shooting guard arm thing. Uh, and then what else can I do? Maybe like a D-Lo chest protector. You, you do the Iverson, like, finger sleeve. Oh, fucking hey, finger sleeve. Devin will be working uh, working in a stinglet. And <laughs> no, no, because you got to see the chest, my, my bird chest. You should, That's what makes me a body you should, guy. You should just come out with Road Warrior. 
fucking pads shoulder pads and on. never take them off. By the way, uh, it was supposed to be a triple threat with us and Eight Bit and uh, well, that uh, that was for uh, oh, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, for Sunday. For Sunday. Oh, right, right, right. Well, let me let me just fast forward real quick. I'm supposed to come down. Mike's like, hey, dude, bring your gauntlet. Bring your gauntlet. That's so fucking over. Well, can we can we set that up okay, for a second? Let's set it up. So we were supposed to be <laughs> this guy just fat, jumping jumping the pages, dude. Uh, we were supposed to be in a. This triple, whole thing is scripted, guys. <laughs> we were, <laughs> we we're in a triple threat tag team match, which to anybody who has been a professional wrestler is a nightmare when you hear that kind of stuff. Unless you're in PWG, you're licking your chops. The more the the more people in the ring, the more you have to worry about people being in the right spot in the right position and remember what they got to do. And I was I was like secretly like mad at Benny. I'm like, I can't believe he booked this crap because two of the guys are brand spanking new. It was like their third match and fourth. If you count a battle Royal. And then it was also, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it, and it was also uh eight bit lit who is uh Juan Matoli, right? J two and, uh, and uh, Michael hops Hopkins. I'm sorry. I call him hops and they have a, uh, a video game thing. And Juan came out, with a Mega Man blaster uh, that he could have on his hand, and I saw him in the back with that, and I go, "Okay, I'm gonna tell uh, I'm gonna tell Dev to bring the Infinity Gauntlet, the famous, the famous Infinity Gauntlet." Infinity Gauntlet. So you, but then our match got changed, <clears throat> and uh, you're welcome. So I, sh- so I had to go I back to the this. house to get the Infinity Gauntlet, bro. Bring it. You got to do it. Just bring the. He sh- sends me a picture of the Mega Man thing, dude. You got to bring the Infinity Gauntlet. So I turn around, go back to the house, and pick it up. That's why you were late. Yeah. Well, no, I was late before that. This made me another. This was only like five minutes additional late. Yeah, I was only like five more minutes. It's so funny. I'm, I'm standing out by the ring and Devin comes walking up <laughs> fully in gimmick. <laughs> he's got his tights, his kick pads, his, his shoes. He's, he's gimmicked out. It was so funny. Just like, what up, guys? Fucking pro. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we had a match Sunday. Uh, that, that match got changed to us just working with the new guys. Uh, so I'm just some mark with an infinity gauntlet showing up to a <laughs> show at a hemp fest. <laughs> we ended up just working a, a tag team match with Tyler and Matt, and uh, we we really kind of made it a basic match for them because you don't want to you don't want to make it too too complex for uh, a person that's only had their third that's only oh, been three matches. Dude, you're fucking killing this here. Uh, Friday night, didn't you debut the Camden Clutch? Not Friday night. Not Friday night. No. no I no, thought no. you did. No. Okay. It was like the week before, I thought. Was it? Well, well, I think we talked about last week. I mean, I really sank it in this week. He really nailed it, but... It was snug this weekend. Yeah, the the storyline here, again, main event, I mean, obviously. Storyline is, you sunk in the Camden Clutch, and I sunk in the Spark Shooter to that finish was the finish. That was the finish. That was the finish. It was sick, dude. And we high-fived during it. We high-fived. We held it before he taps. We're high-fiving right there. That's so. perfect. That was cool. Hogsman. Over. And then uh, Hunter had a uh, match against uh, Dark Usagi, a.k.a. Rennie. It was his last match, right? Last match. Technically his last match. That was it. And how'd it go? It was great. I was a little hungover uh, from the night before, but... uh, These guys were out drinking moonshine the night before. uh, Yeah. Wow. But, uh, no, it was a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad I got to have uh, Rennie's official last match. And if you guys uh, don't know who he is, he's a super... Super great dude. Me and Mike both know him. You know, and he's a uh, it was a real honor. Um, and Randy, if you listen to this man, just know me and uh, me and Mike and Dev. You know, we all love you, man. I'm glad to have uh, shared the uh, shared the road with you. And 
been in the ring with you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun little fest. Uh, you know, just I was I was feeling it this morning when I woke up. Three matches over the weekend, and I was I was definitely feeling it. He's uh, you know, I'm getting old, guys. I'm getting old. Also, uh, props to all the guys that came from up north and came down. Oh yeah. To the uh, yeah. To work it. All the guys from MPW, all the guys from Santino's, uh, R.J. Santos, Barbie Boy, Chuck Mercer. Uh, you know, all Matt the all, Shaw. Matt Shaw. I'm um, trying not Frankie Frank. I'm um, trying not to forget anybody. Uh, but uh, Guy Cool is another one. Both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you guys, uh, thank you for driving down to it and uh, working with us this weekend. Just want to throw that out there. Was Hyde out there? No, no, no. That guy's crazy. He's great. I love that kid. Sorry, I didn't run. No, that's cool. I think he's injured. Oh, really? Get well soon, bud. Yeah. Well, uh, no, he had like a, a surgery happen, but. I don't know what the HIPAA laws on that are for us calling <laughs> out on it. I think if it's in gimmick, it's fine. But uh, let's move along. Craig, we asked you to be here. Yeah, I still don't know why yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig um, was a, was a he, he's a, a big reason why uh, I'm a professional wrestler today. Um, he the first time I went so. I've explained this on other podcasts, uh, but I haven't done it here. I started training at Empire Wrestling Federation when I was 21. The reason I found out about Empire Wrestling Federation was because of Craig. Um, he was a lot more in the know in the indie scene and all that kind of stuff. And I went up there and trained for a little while, but I never debuted or anything like that and kind of fell out of it. Um, I just wasn't mature enough. It was when I was 21 years old. And then uh, I think it was somewhat, it was like in 2013, 13, we were at a, a, a Charger game together, uh, a bunch of the, you know, family and friends and all that kind of stuff. And I had mentioned it to you. I was like, I think I want to try pro wrestling again. Cause I was like 30 years old or something like that. And I was like, it's either now or never. And you were like, yeah, man, you know, like do it, do it. And we went to SoCal pro, a SoCal pro show together. Yep. And, uh, that's when I was like, okay, cool. And you knew Jeff Dino because your dad. Yeah. My dad, uh, yeah, my dad knew him and then I had been going to, you know, CCW for, for years and years. So we were all pretty familiar with, with that crew at the time. And he lived not too far away from Jeff. Yeah. I mean, they were like neighbors just down the street. So, and, uh, so, so Craig found out about the show. We went and checked out a show and then I ended up contacting, uh, Jeff Dino and, uh, and that's how it kind of happened. But uh, Craig uh, is, if you follow him on Twitter, at Cozy Superkick, um, makes a lot of GIFs. GIFs or GIFs? Uh, I mean, I'm going to call them GIFs, even though that's technically incorrect. But, what? you know, who what, cares? What, what do they Truth do? Bomb. I mean, I think it's GIFs is, is the that's right term. Stupid. But you know what? I'm not going to use that. So, but uh, isn't gift like G I F T, and then you just take off the T? Wouldn't it be gift? And this is also the way I look at it. The peanut butter GIF is J I F, right? Now. So how are you telling? Wait, wait, wait! You're sitting here telling me that it's GIF with no proof whatsoever. So why are you saying it's GIF? Uh, you know, there was an article p- posted by the guy that created the oh, the GIF <laughs> and what how do you uh, actually pronounce it? I don't know. Man. He didn't beat anybody for all no, I know. That's what I thought. <laughs> so, so, uh, cause we have a, uh, a mutual friend that kind of told me about you doing that kind of stuff. And 
What what made you uh, kind of start? You know, Craig and I are good friends, but it's one of those. It's it's, it's, it's also those friendships where as, as you get older, obviously people's lives. Um, you know, we all have things that happen and, you know, work and, and whatnot. So you don't see each other as much. I like that Mike's making excuses for being a bad friend right now. No, it's just called <laughs> yeah, growing I'm just gonna up. Set this up. You know how people like you just, you just don't hang out anymore. They don't return your text. I have or your plenty calls, of my best friends emails. that I don't, I haven't seen in over a year, but mm-hmm. they're still my best friends. Cause we still text and stuff like that, but it's just, it's just part of growing up guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things that we end up seeing each other a few times a year, just at weddings and all sorts of events anyway, even if we don't plan on actually like hanging out, it ends up you know, happening that way. Right there, refusing to bury my (laughs) podcast. Better than my tech. But the one thing that we didn't touch on is eventually when you ended up training at SoCal Pro, you know, you brought me over just to kind of go bump around in the ring a little bit. And at the time I was in, I don't look like I do now. I was actually in really good shape. And so I was always considering it because it was kind of something I wanted to do. And, and uh, so we were just messing around in the ring or whatever. And I had one of those moments when I, when I realized why it wasn't going to work for me. And it was when I ended up trying to do like a back somersault roll. And I did this uh, roll from the corner and just whiplashed my neck and then just completely just you know, tore myself up for about a week. And, and yeah, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I need this. And I was actually not really in the right frame of mind to, to do the wrestling thing at the time. I was kind of going through a lot of personal stuff. And so it just kind of dropped it. But, um, you know, that would have been the time for me physically, but definitely not now. Yeah. It takes a toll on your body, man. I remember even like when I started training again at SoCal pro for a second, I was like, you know, you're bumping around, especially, uh, the way that Hunter and I trained with the, the our trainers, which was, you were getting your, you know, getting beat up and, and, and taking bumps a lot. At one point I was like, God, I don't even know if I want to get back into this, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do at least one more, uh, one match. That's all I want to do was at least, at least one match. As soon as you get there, then you go from there. And But the goal was one match. That was a goal of mine at one point. But then at some point, you just start learning how to live with regret, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the trick about getting older. But you got into, you know, like, you know, you got into making these gifts, gifs, and, you know, you, you do a lot of them, how, you know, like what yeah. made you start kind of doing that? So that, that basically all started. Um, so I've been going to PWG for years now and like, you know, just going to PWG and I noticed that a lot of stuff on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, it seemed like PWG was very hard to find content for. And when you did find it, it was typically like months <laughs> and months and months after the shows, you know, ended. So, uh, really when I first started it, it was more about, um, you know, I was buying the DVDs and stuff anyway. And so I just, I wanted to kind of just relive good memories that I was having with friends. Cause the thing about PWG is once you start, you know, going all the time and everything like that, you get to know everyone that's going, cause there's so many regulars that just go there every single time. And so, um, I've made a lot of good friends there, had a lot of good times and it was more just kind of doing it just to share with friends more than anything. And, uh, it kind of just took a life, you know, took on a life of its own and just, from there just kind of have just been, kept doing it. Have you been going to the new venue? Yeah. Yeah. It would like the that? globe. The globe's really nice. Um, different environment than Reseda, you know? Um, but you know, if you're going to tell me that PWG wasn't going to be in Reseda, I would say the globe is probably about the best place that you could, you know, you could find. Um, no one's ever going to be able to replicate Reseda's atmosphere and the heat and the stink and all the stuff that made it special. But, um, the globe's really a, a cool venue. Now, I've never been to a PWG show. Um, I've only watched this like... Is, okay, we talked about this in our first... This is why you don't get booked, Mike. You bury 
the companies that you want to be on. You know, I don't watch WWE. I don't know what they're fucking doing. Their trainers suck at NXT. And then now you're sitting here like, I've never even been to a PWG show. What the fuck are you doing? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never been to an AEW show either. But so I've never been to it. Obviously, they, uh, it's just, I haven't done it. Um, I've watched their content uh, uh, online with like the recaps and all that kind of stuff. Now, over the past six, seven years, there's been a huge lineup change, a roster change. Huge. And now I got a question for you for somebody who's, who's gone um, consistently. Have you, see, have you seen it? Has there been a decline? Has there been an increase? What have you seen like as far as in-ring work and character development and storyline development if there's... Gosh. If it's, I, taken a, if it's taken a hit or if it's gotten better, if it stayed the same... You know, it's, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, analyze as far as like taking a hit, whatever. It's more of just, it's different, you know, it's, it's always evolving. And I think that PWG seems to go through stages like every year or two when you've got the main roster that they've been going with. And then it seems like 90% of those guys end up getting signed and then going elsewhere. And so at that point, you know, when they bring in all the new talent, there's always, it's kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. And then once the new guys kind of come in and get, you know, their feet under them, it seems like everything starts gelling again. And, uh, it just, it's one of those things. Some people don't like the way it ebbs and flows because they're not used to, you know, the new faces and they want to see guys that they know are, you know, indie stars. But, um, the one thing that I can say is that I've never been disappointed going to a show, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's always been a good, always been a good time. And the guy's even even in the matches that uh, you wouldn't consider to be the top matches of each night, the guys are always going hard. And I think that is one of the things that I can appreciate as a fan is like, you know, I'm never going to leave disappointed if I can see that these guys are going 110% the whole time. Yeah. You know, I mean, they can mess up every now and again. Everyone, it shit happens, you know. But um, yeah, if they're going hard, dude, I'm, I'm entertained generally. I feel like as soon as they bring in somebody that seems to start getting some some real steam behind them. You know, you get like WWE, like just kind of picks them up real quick. Like there was a serious pillage. Oh, serious. And it's been getting, it's been getting more and more frequent. In fact, I think it really started to, uh, you really started to see it after a bowl of last year, uh, 2018, when they brought in uh, Ilya Dragunov and Shingo and, you know, Shingo came back to PWG, but um, with, uh, Dragonov, he basically came in, he was, you know, had two nights and he killed it, you know, had some really uh, great matches. He had a one-on-one match with Shingo that was awesome. And he had a tag match where he was partners with Shingo against uh, Ringkampf. And that match was just, you know, phenomenal. And, uh, you know, everyone was pretty excited that, you know, we might get to see, you know, Ilya come back, you know, one or two times. And right after that, he ended up getting signed for NXT UK. And it seemed like, uh, you know, I think they poached you know, poached, uh, they, they signed several guys like right after that. And then ever since that point, it seems like, uh, the guys that they end up bringing in, uh, to debut with PWG, you know, they might only get one, one match before they're, they're gone. I mean, they, I think the most recent, uh, guy that got brought in for one match and then was signed was JD Drake. He mm-hmm. came in for the last show and then got signed. Um, but you know, that happened with several other, ever, several other people, uh, like DJ Z, um, uh, of course, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but there's been, I mean, I want to say probably between five and 10 other guys, you know, um, Jonah Rock was signed, you know, Walter got signed, uh, you know, these are all guys in the last couple of years, you yeah. know? So, I mean, it's just really, it's really been obvious. Yeah. Dev, uh, tell me about your uh, favorite PWG show you've been to. 
Um, it was one of the tournaments. It was, uh, I think it was Bola. I don't remember which year it was. I remember after the fact, um, I was exhausted because it got over at like two in the morning or something fucking crazy like that. Brandon Gatson was on it, and I, w- I remember it was one of that's the f- old. It was old, yeah. It was one of the first. I think I've only been to three of them, but it was the or four of them. But it was the first time I was like, oh shit, this is like a real local guy that's on the show. And I think that I think he kind of opened the door for some of the other guys down the line who eventually got in there and started making two, three shows here and there, and then you know maybe they'd get down down the line. So that was probably around like oh seven or. 2006, 2007, something like that? Or is that a little bit later? Yeah, maybe seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Gatson is one of the most incredible wrestlers in the ring. Have you wrestled him? Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. I uh, I had a, one of those moments uh, where I was in the ring with somebody and I was like, holy shit, this guy's good. This guy is so good. Because we didn't have the front half of the match called we only had the back portion, right? The, you know, the finish, the, the finish and the, you know, the big moves and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, I'll just figure it out out there. And I was probably like, I don't know, two years in. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Okay. And he went out there and he's like, "Ah, I'll figure it out, man. I'll figure it out. And he went out there and he figured it out and he made me look good. He did basic stuff but it made sense. And I, I remember in the ring, I was like, this guy is so fucking good, dude. And, uh, I remember at that point I was like, I got to try and get like on this guy's level where you can just call it in the ring and just feel it. And, uh, yeah, he, I'm, he's, he's kind of like came and gone, I think through his career. Like he, he had a, you know, big long run. And then the past couple of years, he'd kind of like pop up and go away. And I think he's back again, which is fantastic because, uh, I'd love to wrestle him again. And also, I just think he's that good of a wrestler to uh, to work with. So yeah, Brandon Gatson. Yeah, I mean that was the, that was the. I mean, everyone on that show was incredible, but that was the one that stuck out because it was the first time. <clears throat> again, first time for me where I was like, "Oh, that's a local guy." Like, there's actually hope for local guys to get on this show, and I, I really do think. I mean, aside from like the Bucks and Joey and Scott Lost at the time, um, he was really the first one that was not part of that clique, at least from the outside. Yeah, there was a there was a big drop off with the local talent for a while, you know, and then uh, when the Bucks left and, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, the interest kind of dipped a little bit for people once uh, guys like the Bucks and Ricochet and, and whatnot, you know, those kind of guys left. But um, there was a big push to kind of bring back, you know, local guys. And I think it was at uh, Time is a Flat Circle in 2000, I want to say it was 2018 when they brought in like Brody and Eli Everfly and Jake Atlas and Douglas James, that was kind of the first new wave of local guys that came in. And, um, you know, since then, I think, you know, Brody has been a mainstay ever since Jake Atlas was, um, you know, we haven't been able to see Eli or, or Douglas James back, but, um, I think that kind of still opened up the door, you know, for that to happen. Um, I just think right now, it's just really crazy. I mean, there's just seems like there's just such a shortage of guys. I think PWG is kind of at the at the point when they they really needed to try to bring in those top guys to fill those shoes of of guys like the Young Bucks and, and Ricochet when they left because you know there's going to be a, a dip in interest to a degree. Um, you know, so it was a real challenge, and so I think uh, you know they're always trying to find like right now they've been bringing in guys from Australia consistently. And it seems like there's like a Lucha invasion in PWG, yeah. which has been, it's actually been, been really awesome to see. You know, they've been a lot of good talents that have come out. One thing, uh, I think PWG might've started it, 
but also like you, uh, you know, putting out like small clips and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a, it's a huge impact on, on pro wrestling right now is like, we're in a very, uh, um, short, short attention span, uh, society. And uh, I think a lot of people are more influenced by little short clips of a match than they are an entire match. And you grew up being a huge wrestling fan. Craig basically had the, 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 the life, the, the childhood that like I wanted because he was going to like hog wild and going to a lot. Your dad was a huge wrestling fan. Oh yeah. He was huge. I mean, he took me out to Sturgis twice to go see those. We went to the, the Georgia dome nitro, you know, with Hogan and Goldberg That's and, a, you uh, know, and from Georgia. a bunch of others, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's done, he did really, you know, did a lot to help cultivate my, my fandom as a kid. Yeah. So with the, the, the change in pro wrestling, you know, do you still like that older, like older style? Or are you, you know, are you one of those people that's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's evolved and, you know, as, as uh, coming from a, a big fan. Yeah. You know? you know, I think it's, it's an interesting conversation because I think, you know, right now there's, there's so much, uh, banter, especially on Twitter about like, you know, old school versus the stuff that you're seeing today. And I think it all can work. It, um, it just depends. I think what a lot of the guys nowadays lack is a presence, you know, the, there isn't quite as much of a presence about who they are as a character and, and if you want to say that, you know what, like the character's stuff is important and you can get away with doing less, you know, in the ring, you need to be really, you really need to have that giant larger than life presence in order to kind of get away with doing less. And if you don't have that, I think the more modern style is going to suit, you know, wrestlers a lot better. It's Mm -hmm. kind of, you kind of either have to have one or the other, but if you're, if you've only got kind of like a mediocre presence and your character works kind of like, all right, and you're going out there and doing that old school style, it's probably going to miss with a lot of fans, you know, these days, cause you're going to see a lot of more high spots and all that other stuff. By the way, uh, Monday, six thirty, level up pro wrestling school, character development and promo classes led by the Kaiju. Uh, I feel like it's, um, every few months there's a big controversy on, uh, you know, the Twitter or any kind of social media platform. I think the last one was the, uh, was it the Jordan Oliver and Blake Christensen clip? Uh, me, like I didn't comment on it cause I, you know, I don't, I don't really care to jump in on that stuff. You know, the, me personally, that spot, I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I also understand that there's a fan base for that. You know, it's almost like, uh, I compare it to like girls, right? We have five guys in this room. If we saw one girl, three of us might not think she's attractive, but the other two might think she's attractive, vice versa in all those different scenarios. Everybody has different types of, uh, you know, there's different types of movies, different types of music, all that kind of stuff. And it all goes under the umbrella of whatever the form of entertainment it is. And, you know, that clip, like I said, man, it's, it's not really for me, but there's a, there's a fan base out there for it. You know, I'm not going to take any away from anything away from those guys, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for it, in my opinion, it, you know, it, was, it definitely kind of falls in the line of a little, you know, very rehearsed and choreographed or whatever. Um, but... Well, not, but I, th- I think it comes, you know, for me as a fan, as I'm looking at it, uh, would I prefer it to be uh, more kind of spontaneous, uh, you know, less, you know, thought out? Uh, yeah, I would. I, you know, I like that natural, you know, feel to a match. Um, but I think, you know, when you're watching wrestling in 2020, if if you don't kind of accept that, you know, the 
those real long choreographed spots as being part of wrestling, it's going to be really hard to enjoy Mm -hmm. what you're watching. And so I know for me, I've kind of just, you know, forced myself to kind of get over that and just, and just kind of enjoy the athleticism, whatever you're seeing. Um, even though I would prefer it to be a little toned down, you know, not quite as, as, uh, rehearsed or whatever, but, um, it just kind of is what it is. That seems to be the way the wrestling's going. For some reason, I was talking to Deb about this uh, not too long ago. I've, I just recently got into like watching a lot of like Stan Hansen uh, matches. Him and Vader, where oh, it basically man. like it looks like a full blown fight. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, and uh, literally them walking down to the ring, it feels like a big fight. It you does. Know, environment like it. It looks like goddamn Muhammad Ali walking down there. It looks like Mike Tyson walking to the ring. Like it's like holy shit. It's about to go down. Yeah, they're they're absolute rock stars in Japan. I yeah. mean, and it, you're it, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I I've kind of been going down that that whole rabbit hole too lately, and kind of getting into you know a lot more you know all Japan classics and that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, I mean, it's it's just amazing to watch those guys just beat the shit out of each other, and yeah. you know. What do you, uh, do you, do you, do you still like watch a lot of the, the WWE and AEW and all that kind of stuff? Um, I've been trying to watch AEW, you know, as regularly as I can. I, I typically won't get through anything like in its entirety. I'm always skipping through, but, um, I'm really, I, you know, I really don't watch WWE at all anymore. You know what I think is uh funny is like when they say Wednesday night war now between AEW and NXT and I'm like, okay. And then I, I I'm just like, no. <laughs> no, this isn't like the war, man. Like no. this isn't like the Monday Night Wars of WCW and WWE. Well, they're not. I mean, honestly, they're not competing against each other. They're on at the same time, but they're not, right? Because you, you can. Everyone who's watching one, they're recording it's the exact same crowd. They're gonna watch the other one on DVR or online or whatever service streaming service they're using. It's it's not a competition. Yeah, kids these days don't know how it was trying to flip on the VCR and get the timing right so you don't miss everything from from Nitro and Raw and but all God that kind of stuff. You don't have a VCR and you have to decide <laughs> on what you're watching. You're shit. <laughs> oh, the Nitro girls? I can skip. Well, maybe I won't. <laughs> totally. Well, Sable is uh, in the ring right now, yeah. but you know. You would watch like the first hour of Nitro and then at nine. Yeah, that oh, was me cool. every time. First and then, hour, and then you had the previous channel. You'd be like, "All right, what matches? Okay, what matches on this one? Which one I want to watch?" <laughs> that <was Yep>. me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just the funny thing. I think is like when they say, "Oh, Wednesday Night War," and it's like, "Nah, it ain't no war, dog." It yeah, ain't, it ain't. it's not the same. Not the same at all. But it's just the it's just the, the this is it's just the, the technology now is is better than it was, uh, you know, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. Uh, Devin hates when I bring up my age. He thinks it's going to get him us unbooked somewhere. I mean, dude, that hip replacement's coming when it does. I'm going to be long gone, brother. You have no idea. Uh, and also I brought this up because, uh, you know, like, you know, it's such a, like, with the people's opinions now are everywhere, you know, because you're able to get it out there now uh, on social media. And uh, did you see the little clip of Taker talking to to Ricky Stark and uh, the, was it Aaron Solo? Mm, I don't, I, yeah, I don't remember. Did I tell you about that though? I saw it. I just don't remember who was in it. So it's basically him just holding court on these two cats talking about, you know, hey, man, you can only do so many flips and all this kind of stuff before people are, you know, you're basically like going to run out of maneuvers. And, uh, you know, he's like, you got to learn how to like do the little finer things, the nuances, the character work and storylines and all that kind of stuff. And of course, somebody, you know, posts this on, on Twitter and then you have people just 
there's some dummies out there that are like, oh, well, he doesn't understand how it is nowadays and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yo, this motherfucker was on top for 30 years. He still is this year, right? Against AJ? Is that Yeah, a, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like he kept it fresh. So you, what do you mean this guy doesn't know? You don't think the, the game changed while he was in, while he was in it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And uh, I just found that really, an inter- it's just a really strange society as far as like the fans yeah, it's it's hard to predict where the fan base, you know, fans are going to go these days. I feel like everything, you know, and anything that happens causes an uproar amongst some segment of fans and that can just catch fire and and you know, everyone likes bashing everything at this uh, point. But anyways, uh I really want to touch on this real fast. Remember that promotion you were supposed to start? <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. That, that was supposed to be my uh, my foot in the door for my big wrestling career. That never happened. <laughs> Are we booked? <laughs> well, if he ever gets the other pieces. The, so can you tell the, so this is like the early days of the internet, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. Early days is probably, well, I don't know if, that, if that's going to line up you know, perfectly, but it was probably in like the late nineties, you know, early, like mid, mid to late nineties. And, uh, my dad, my dad and I kind of, we ended up helping, uh, CCW local SoCal promotion run a show up in, uh, Warner Springs, which is where his, uh, my dad was a high school teacher and athletic director. And they, uh, he helped co-promote a show up there and it actually brought in guys like, uh, Samoa Joe and, and Cincinnati red and stuff still have the, a grainy, you know, DVD of that somewhere. But, um, that was, you know, kind of for us, it was kind of getting our feet wet and, you know, do we want to, you know, try to do something like this. And so after that show, uh, my dad and I, you know, decided we were going to buy a wrestling ring. And so, uh, using web TV, which most people probably won't even, you know, I don't understand what that. that is. I don't. That was for rich people, dude. <laughs> that was for rich people. Yeah. It's basically a keyboard that connects to your television oh, and gives your, you some old school internet. Your TV. And if you had a big screen TV at the time, that was an eight foot computer monitor. Exactly. Awesome. exactly. If you will email from their TV. And so, so we did this and this was before high spots, you know, came along and was, and was kind of, you know, putting out wrestling rings and stuff like that. And so we, it's real hard to find, uh, like wrestling schools, wrestling supplies. So we, but we found this guy in New York that had a wrestling ring. And, uh, so we sent him, I think it was like three payments or whatever over like two months or three months, uh, to get this wrestling ring. And he was going to, he was supposed to send this wrestling ring by like piecemeal. So he sent us like the, the frames and stuff first and then the, the mat and all that kind of stuff. Um, but none of that ever came out. None of it made it from New York to San Diego. And, uh, he was the first one to learn how to scam people on online. Oh man. And you know, the crazy thing was, is that he had a class action lawsuit that was, that people were trying to find this guy cause he ripped off so many people with this wrestling ring scam. And, uh, but no one could track this guy down. And so he was just, you know, ghost in the wind. <laughs> My favorite part is that you're like 30 minutes from Tijuana. <laughs> no one thought to go down there <laughs> and check out, out a lucha show. Por favor, yeah. lucha ring. Yeah, bye. Um, yeah, man. That that I remember that as a, as a kid. It was like, oh yeah, you're, you're gonna get a wrestling ring. Psych. Yep. And we had we had so many plans for this thing because we were look, looking at locations for warehouses and and all sorts of different things to do. And uh, you know, it was gonna be uh, we were gonna start a promotion and you know we were gonna kind of go balls to the wall with it. But uh, it it fell through. And to this day, it it pisses my dad off whenever we talk about it. <laughs> well, we're, we're, uh, we're coming short on time here, but do me a favor. You said there's, you know, a lot of local guys since 2018 for PWG, um, that they've started to use, put over someone that, uh, maybe isn't signed at ring of honor or MLW. Who do you like right now of the local guys that you think, uh, deserves a shot? 
man. So local guys, uh, you know, so I'm not, I'm not watching a ton of, of, you know, I don't have a lot of time to get out to a lot of the SoCal, like, you know, indie shows right now. Um, but I have been, been, I've seen some and heard a lot of good things about, um, Adrian quest and Matt Vandergriff and, and there, I know a, a few people that expect them to, you know, to get there, you know, at some point soon. He, quest hasn't done PWG yet. No, I don't think so. Oh, no. yeah. Um, and then of the guys that Fucking are fucking Andy Brown did though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? In fact, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you brought up Andy Brown because Andy Brown, uh, debuted with PWG. Uh, I can't remember what, who his, match was against when he, when he debuted for the first time. And, you know, it was, he kind of had like a, a lukewarm reception or whatever, but they brought him back and he just absolutely killed it. I mean, he came out, the crowd was hot for him and he, uh, he had a match with Trey Miguel and just tore it down. I think it was the opening match that night. And, uh, I would I would be happy to have you know Andy Brown back at PWG. I don't think you filled him in on this. Uh, Andy Brown is a dickhead and gets buried on this uh, this podcast. So yeah, you know what I have to say about him uh, and what you just said. Fuck Andy Brown. <laughs> Fuck Andy Brown. Wait, Hunter, you you got some beef with Andy? Mm. Asshole. And that'll be <laughs> the last time I'm welcome back Asshole. to this <laughs> this podcast. In case you didn't hear that, Hunter was in the background said, mm, "Asshole." That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, this guy is big time over in Japan. Oh, massive. Ooh, are we getting there? Massive. Oh, know. no, we're not doing this. Is can that, we, what, you're, is that what you're teeing up? We can, no, we're not going to do that right can now. Can we bury Dev? We can't bury me right now. Let's bury someone else. Who can we bury? Not me. I don't know, man. It's so I'm much not better. getting buried this episode. You how can many, bury how yourself. Many, how much time do we have left on this? You got time. No, fuck that. You're fired. 10 minutes? We don't have enough time. We got 20 minutes for that story. I'm not burying myself this episode. Really? Yeah, we'll bury it. You teased it last We teased it. We teased it, but brother, we just got to tease it Can I tell the story? Because I know it. No, you can't tell the story. (laughs) You cannot tell the story. It's the best story Dev has told me on the long car rides, and he refuses to tell it on this. God damn it. He'll tell about emailing Colt Cabana, uh... Out this of, is worse though, because it makes me into a way, giant how, mark. How'd you get even worse than the other? How'd one? you get Cabana's email address? I don't know. I think I think it was uh for I think his podcast had like a, oh, a link it? like on his website or something like that. Like, oh email here. Man. I, I, was, I was I was thinking about that after I was like, how did he even get like who gave this guy my email address? Like that's probably what he was thinking. But if he if he's if he's putting it out on the podcast. Yeah, I think so. Uh, or it's, yeah. it's probably like his booking email address. Is there any other? Uh, is, so you don't want? The, I, it's the I really story. don't want to bury myself right now. I, it, so we have a segment which is called "Bury That Motherfucker," and uh, the last like three weeks, it's just been every. Hey, let's just bury you a little bit more. Usually, that motherfucker's dev. Yeah, but it, it wasn't supposed to be that way. Somehow, it ended up that way. Also, you brought up again uh, shitty road stories. Um, uh, Idol hit me up. He heard the story or heard that we were talking about the story. Uh-huh. So he confirmed. I was like, dude, there's no way the drop was that big. He said he had enough time when he was falling off the cliff to think to himself, get flat. <laughs> so he was falling for that long. <laughs> He's like, I assume the bump position. <laughs> this is the only way I'm surviving this. Man. So, fuck, dude. We saw Rainy this weekend. We relived it. Oh, I'm did you? About it. it was funny. Yeah. Nice. But. Oh man, I'm. You want I'm me to bury myself with that right now? I mean, I'd like to hear. I'd like everybody else to hear it. I'd like to hear it again because it's just so great. All right, well, let's do it next time. Let's do it proper, not at the very end of the uh, episode. Let's man. start the episode with that. The next episode. You want to start the next? We'll one? lead with. I don't know. There's a lot of shit, dude. There's some. There was things that I wanted to bury. I didn't know we only had ten minutes left. I had what so do we? What, what else do you want to bury? Well, I got buried today in a in a, in a uh, promo. 
Which promo? The promo that didn't even mention me for my match. Coming oh, yeah. up at Z1. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not even a Z1 winner. Who knows? We'll have to address that it's next week. walk right through you. Walk right fucking Hey, walk right through me. Uh, you want to bury me? What's that? You want to bury me? We don't have anything to bury you with. I know, man. You can bury <laughs> me. Know. You can bury me Fuck, for putting dude, over Andy Brown. I've been trying to bury myself for years. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty squeaky clean, man. God, there's got to be something. I mean, the time that you did a moonsault to the outside and fucked your knee up or ankle up for no reason. My ankle's still destroyed, man. It's still bad. Still bad. Remember that drive, that drive home? Like, oh, that was terrible. Sucked. That was terrible. Everyone got hurt. Dan yeah. got hurt. Everybody got hurt. Um, let me ask you: Did you go to any of the PCW shows? I haven't, no. Okay. Uh, in, and it's really buried. only being... They, Fucking buried. <laughs> they, well, they run a lot against, you know, in the same days as PWG, and so it's just one of those things that... You have to choose. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you're not getting free tickets there. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. You had the opportunity to gift for them, and, <laughs> well, we know what's happening with that. Um, so for, uh, for PWG, do you know any of the office or, I mean, do you tell them like reach out to them, Hey, I'm doing this for you or no, no. I mean, you know, really, like I said, it kind of just started out of, uh, just wanting to share stuff, you know, with, with friends that I knew from PWG and then kind of took on a life of its own. And at this point I've just kind of gotten into a, a groove with it that I've kind of branched. I do, you know, PWG and, you know, a lot of other stuff, just kind of whatever I'm kind of digging on at the time. And, that's the awesome thing about, about, you know, the internet these days is that all this content is just at your fingertips and it's not like, you know, it used to be doing the tape trading and having all these VHS tapes just stored away and you get paid for it at all. Uh, no, no, this is all, this is all what I'm doing in my spare time. I work on the computer anyway. Okay. And so my life is just generally always at the computer. So I, if you've noticed, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll notice I kind of post in, in spurts, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not just kind of just trickle along throughout the day. I kind of just rapid fire them and then I'm off for a while and that's just kind of the way it goes. But, um, yeah, I've kind of done that and then started doing t-shirts and, and other things. And You're doing t-shirts? Yeah. What are the t-shirts? Um, well, I've been doing a lot of Bandito shirts. Um, in fact, he's got a, a new pro wrestling tee store. You can find three of the shirts I designed so for So I him. just want to clarify, Mike, this is your one of your best friends who's married to the girl that's like your sister. And you're a wrestler and he's not doing shit for you. I just want to. I want to make that clear. Hey, I would, and I, I would do it. I think that speaks volumes right there. So, do you just not believe in this guy? No, it's more. It's <laughs> Is more because it he's too old. It's more that I was insulted <laughs> that I, he had Dad. another shirt already made for him. Dad's <laughs> trying to like tear apart a friendship. <laughs> we got six minutes left to destroy this friendship. Right, Mike's not a merch guy. He told us. <laughs> right, yeah, Mike's not a merch I don't know if you told, I've told you this, but Dev's a huge carny. <laughs> <laughs> he was selling what? raffle tickets at the Hemp Fest. Selling raffle tickets, trying to get, you know, if you win, you get to walk Devin Sparks down to the ring. (laughs) No, I didn't. He's being a dickhead. God damn it. This is why people say you talk too much. He did did do that at one show, though. And it Um, worked. I made 25 bucks, dude. Yeah. Sold air. (laughs) Sold air. Well, I was just talking with somebody, it seems like, uh, you know, the other day about how it seems like wrestlers these days uh, are not quite as carny as they used to be. So I'm glad that somebody's keeping that oh, up. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm carrying that banner for <laughs> half of half a generation right here. Um, I think we're out of time, dude. We, we got to start probably dude, taking it home. All right, let's take it home. What's the finish? Uh, well, thanks, Craig. Appreciate it coming by, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by. We'll probably have you by again sometime. Uh, this weekend shows the Hogsman, Devin Sparks, and I will be at AWF, Arizona Wrestling Federation, in Phoenix. And we are going up against the team of the Bonus Boys and Andy Palafox and Caleb Crunch. We're in a 
tag Another team triple, triple threat. threat. Tag, tag team match. triple threat. Can you believe that shit? Fucking A. But I'm actually really uh, looking forward to working with the Bonus Boys because uh, I used to, I was in a faction with them up in WCWC, and I, uh, those guys are awesome, man. They're going to be a lot of fun to work with. I've worked with Andy a lot. He's he's fantastic. Um, Caleb, I'm in the match guy. too, dude. I mean, I'm just saying. What? These I'm just saying, no, just like, I see how your guys' friendship is, and now it's carrying over to ours. Are, you just very, you know, just don't even talk about me. Everyone else is cool, too. I'm all right. These are, tag with these are tag our, with them. our opponents that I'm putting over. That's fine. Yeah, put them over in the ring. This is, a pod, this is the Hogsman podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's, uh, that's this weekend, Saturday. Um, Hunter, you got any bookings this weekend? Not this weekend. March 7th, ground zero. All, all right, right, Hunter's unemployed. What else we got? Oh. <laughs> Craig, you, Craig, you got, Craig, you got any bookings? Oh, yeah. Play that, play that sound, Mark. No booking for mark. Craig. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that'll wrap it up. Um, that'll do it for this episode of the Hogsman Podcast. Talk to the Hogs. Uh, one more time, thank you to Ten Barrel for pr- uh, providing uh, beer for us. Uh, that's always cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoy that. Uh, check out the Level Up Pro Wrestling Facebook. Um, I guess you just type in Level Up Pro Wrestling, right? Uh, follow us online also on Twitter at Devin Sparks, Instagram at American Kaiju. Uh, on Twitter, I am at, at Mike Camden 82. Uh, Hunter, what are you? SoCal Redneck. Two R's. And How does that make sense? He's, he's from the South. Dude. From the South. Oh, my God. Come on. And then uh, once so again, yeah. Yeah. at right. Cozy Superkick. Yep. Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. Where you can get Bandito merch, but not Camden merch. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, thank you for to Anchor and Spotify. They're the ones that carry us uh, on this podcast. And before you wrap it up, big shout out to Ted. Thanks for setting this up again for us, man. Yeah, uh, this has been awesome. We've got an official, you know, a real official setup now. He's going to get us on uh, Apple Podcast here pretty soon. Hopefully, he's going to do a lot of big things for us. He is. Hopefully you've noticed the sound quality has improved. He's doing a lot of things behind the scenes. and uh, He even takes notes. He takes notes. <laughs> I don't know on what. Just when we're getting buried. What does that say? Ah, Oh, okay. We're going to start an Instagram account called at Hogsman Pod. I think Devin's going to be in charge of that one. Fuck that. I mean, I st- Ted's yeah. setting it up. At Hogsman oh, okay. Pod. Gonna... Should it be talk to the pod? Ted, talk to the hog or? Oh, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Really... We got one minute. This sure. is voluntary, right? Like your, your services. Right I'm now. in it for the long game, boys. For voluntary because we have no money to give That's you. That's all right. I don't have <laughs> any right, money excellent. to give y'all. All right. Exactly. Hot dog and a handshake, brother. Exactly. Uh, Did anyways. you give him a beer? I need one. Okay. I refuse. Okay. Um, that's how pro I am. Although I am chewing gum in here. I know that's one of your Son of a bitch. Right, sorry. All right. All right. We're going to take this home. Uh, thank you again for listening. If you think you're going to get the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios. Later. I've got big balls. I've got big balls.